Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A couple weeks back, I had the surreal experience of being a guest for Stephen Colbert. Please welcome to The Late Show, Audie Cornish. We talked about the show. You have a new podcast called The Assignment. I do. And, one of the and he asked about me is, is about you. You, actually, you ask your listeners for ideas for what stories you should be covering, the people you should be talking to. What have you learned from the suggestions you've gotten from your audience? I mean, and my friends, wild. I'm not going to lie. I kind of drew a blank. And then Instead the first thing I that came to mind. Someone sent in an idea about, um, they said, well, I do a sex puppet show out here in Arizona, and I think, <laughs> and I think it would be really great, you know, to talk about. <laughs> sure. And I, he was exactly, very kind about I, it. Did you check out the puppet show? <laughs> we were not able to. Um, <laughs> weren't able to make Damn it. it. Um, Damn and then a lot. Please of, come on the late yeah, show. They, <laughs> Shortly thereafter, I heard from a lot of fans of said puppet show, and from its creator. Hi, my name is Sean McNamara. I am the R-rated sex puppet show in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) You mentioned me on The Colbert Show last night, and I wanted to follow up with you. In fairness, he wanted to clarify a few things. But I assure you, I don't just do sex puppet shows. Unless that's the angle, and then I'll do them all day. But this is what caught my ear. Part of the reason why I called you was, I am a left-leaning liberal who moved to a red state And I'm selling out these R-rated puppet shows where there is political humor on both spectrums. And yet somehow I have managed to find an audience willing to sort of go wherever we want to go. And I think my thought process was maybe we're not as far apart as the media makes us believe that we are from the left and the right and that the common ground is actually where we thrive. And it made me think that Sean McNamara and Stephen Colbert have something in common. They're trying to appeal to the widest possible audience in the most divided times. And yet neither is afraid to embrace politics in doing so. So what is that like when you don't have the fame and platform of a nationally beloved comedian to protect you? I'm Audie Cornish on this episode of The Assignment, and I am totally serious when I say this. We're asking the puppet theater people about laughter and politics. So this is not going to be a super serious discussion. Sean, after all, is a comedian. And for a long time, he worked in theme parks. Now he's the founder and director of the All Puppet Players in Phoenix, Arizona. Tickets are for ages 17 and up. Performances include Fifty Shades of Felt and Die Hard, A Christmas Story. Sean told me that before this, he had lived in California. He dreamed of being the next Jim Carrey. That's why you've heard of me. That didn't work out. But this little puppet theater company he started there was actually doing okay. 
Then his wife's new job took him back to his home state of Arizona. He started putting on his R-rated puppet shows in Phoenix. And soon, he added politics to the mix. The initial reaction caught him off guard. I was a patron demanded to talk to me, demanded. So they brought me out during intermission and he said, how dare you interrupt or how dare you interrupt my evening with political jokes? This is not the place for political jokes. And he was like, I'll tell all my friends, you're never going to get us again. No one's ever going to come here. And I was like, holy crap. And I remember like being very defensive and saying like, this is the only place, this is the perfect place for me to right. have this conversation. But the atmosphere was such at the time that there would be this perception that you're just another liberal comedian totally. making jokes about our president. 100%. So he walked out with his girlfriend and made a big deal. And that was like my sort of experience of like, oh, crap. Like, you better be ready to like back up all these jokes. And Sean McNamara... He doubles down. You know, at a certain point in our diehard, we have mixed It's a Wonderful Life with Christmas carols. So Death comes to meet John McClane and tell him his future. And as Death is leaving, he says, all right, I'm off to go kill Carrie Lake's career. Ooh, and he disappears. Normally, you would get either polite applause or you'd get an outpouring of love and support for this line. Sometimes the audience was definitely aligned with you, and sometimes it was dead silent. If it was dead silent, I, as me, would walk on stage and go, hey, no, we're not doing that tonight. You guys stop it. That's a funny joke. And that would ease the tension, and everyone would be absolutely fine with it. And, I mean, we have a Joe Biden puppet. We we, we tend to not lean political, yeah. but it is funny to see... I would say that our audience, a lot like Arizona now, is almost 50-50. We're split right down the middle, and it's it's tribal. There are a tribe of people who love what we do, and that political affiliation means nothing to anybody because it's all just jokes. It's stupid people with stupid puppets doing 80s movies on stage for fun. And I think that that has really chilled out the rhetoric, the sort of bad feelings, the bad blood. Yeah, because the country feels so divided right now. And our entertainments even have a kind of red state, blue state vibe. Yes. I don't know if you feel that way. Um, 100%. And, and that's why er- being here in Arizona, it feels so wild that we are so successful because really this should be one of those places where, you know, I'm watching theaters around town really try to go out of their comfort zone and really present stuff that is maybe a little bit more left-leaning. And I'm watching them get slapped down. I'm watching Facebook fights and, and things like that. Theaters sort of being accused of doing things for not the right reasons. We just want to entertain. Wait, wait. I want to step back and clarify because I think you're making an interesting point, but I'm not quite sure I understand. So you're saying right now, when you look at the theater scene in your community... sure. When people get upset at performances, what are the kinds of things they say? Uh, You didn't cast correctly. There's not enough racial diversity. There's not enough racial diversity in just the shows that you're choosing. There's a lot of whitewashing. You're choosing themes that maybe Arizona is not ready to handle. That's a bigger theme or a larger story. And I'm definitely not the person who should be speaking of this because my goal has always been to be the idiot in the back making fun of everyone who's trying to do the right thing. But I can still ask because if you're trying to draw people, if you're trying to create entertainment for people in a divisive time, 
I'm curious about what that's like and how hard that is. I th- I think a community, especially the the tribe that starts to come see your shows, they really sort of fall in love with you as people first. And I think that that really helps us because our people love us and they trust us and they know that we're so here. So it's about intentions and you're not exactly. making fun of us as a flyover state. You're not making fun of us as a right-leaning state. You're not making fun of us in the audience. Being back here and now being quote-unquote successful. I mean, we're a mom-and-pop theater that has still managed to go after 13 years, which is very rare in this business. We are not a nonprofit. We are a for-profit theater. We are solely here because of the people, our audience, who keeps us around. And I think what I realize now is heavy themes, politics, all those things that people say they want, they don't really want that. They do kind of want a hush. They want just popcorn and candy and they want some fun. And I think that's what we bring. I'm talking with Sean McNamara, director of the All Puppet Players Theater in Arizona. After a quick break, sex and puppets. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number Smart Beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number Smart Beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Apollo, the, the god of music, was also the god of medicine. Right? So there, there's been a long time link between music and, and sound and health. That is my favorite fact of the month. <laughs> that Apollo, the god of music, was also the god of medicine. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Let's explore the world we're living in every weekday with On Point from WBUR, Boston's NPR. Find and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Assignment. When Sean McNamara was first getting started in puppetry, his big idea was to adapt Hamlet into a show for students to get them interested in Shakespeare. He convinced his wife to put all their savings into renting a theater. Opening night was a disaster. Things were falling, things were breaking, everything went wrong. And as my puppet, I was talking smack about how stupid this was, and I can't believe you people paid for this. So Sean is there basically heckling himself in character as his Hamlet puppet, and the grown-ups in the audience ate it up. And it was then he decided he should keep making shows, but for adults. And I guess this is where I should ask about the sex puppet part. Yes. So Fifty Shades of Felt is the show that is definitely our sex 
puppet show. It sort of saved us. Um, it was a Hail Mary. This is before the movies. This is really before the book has become this sort of international bestseller. One that of my is very best- uh, hardcore, so to speak. So you did yeah. this before there was even a movie. The, the movie. So one of my cast members had read the book and said, we should adapt this. And I was like... <laughs> No way. And I read it and I was like, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? Um, And it was so wild that we performed and then the movie came out and it was like, well, we got to do this show again. Cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're on top of the world. (laughs) (laughs) They're following us. Uh, And then other titles include uh, Jurassic Puppets and Reservoir Dogs in parentheses. The producers written with all dog puppets. Yeah. With all dog puppets. I love it. I love it. Um, You know, I think fundamentally it is so hard to do anything that pleases everyone in this environment and still touches on politics and still touches on sex even, right? Um, When has it felt really hard? You know what I mean? Like, is there a time where you're doing this stuff and you're kind of like, this is a really rough atmosphere? Uh, I feel like now uh, I haven't felt that way because there's been such a reckless abandoned that I sort of approach everything to that when you only have nine people in a 200 seat auditorium, the chances and the risks that you're willing to take are astronomical compared to, you know, this diehard run ran for seven weeks and it was sold out before we opened every show. I think the pressure now is how do you keep people interested in your shenanigans and stay true to the spirit, which is that equal opportunity offender. It is interesting thinking about using puppets in general. When I think of, what was it? Was there a Broadway show? Was it Avenue Q? Am yep. I remembering? Um, mm-hmm. Plus, there's we all have a soft place in our hearts for puppets because of Jim Henson and because of, of Sesame Street. Um, how were you, <laughs> What do you think this particular art form does for the kind of comedy you're doing? It turns adults into children. It literally brings them back. And we are, uh, puppeteers are fully in blacks. We wear black masks, hoods. So you can't really get any facial tics or body movement. You just see a puppet in front of you, a lot like Avenue Q. So we have free range around the stage. And many people will say, after the first five minutes, I only notice the puppets. And and that's sort of our philosophy. It's, It's not humans playing with puppets. It's these puppets trying to put on these shows as best they can and ruining it every time they try to perform something earnestly and passionately. They ruin it because they're puppets and childlike. And it's crazy to watch the adults follow that train of thinking and become these children who are laughing and clapping and acting like it's a live concert event and not a clear theater experience. Well, Sean McNamara, I'm so glad we spoke. I'm so glad you were persistent. <laughs> Thank I you so ju- much for I don't me. know if I can get you on The Late Show because I don't even know how I got on The Late Show. Um, <laughs> it's because you're awesome. This podcast is awesome. But we appreciate you so much here at The Assignment. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was Sean McNamara, director of the All Puppet Players Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. Next, he's going to adapt Of Mice and Men, only with robots. Your move, Colbert. That's it for this episode of The Assignment. 
We're taking a break for a few weeks, but we will be back soon. In the meantime, if you have an assignment for us, just like Sean, you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail. The number is 202-854-8802. You can record a voice memo on your phone, and you can email that to us at theassignmentcnn at gmail.com. The Assignment is a production of CNN Audio. Our producers are Madeline Thompson, Jennifer Lai, and Lori Galaretta. Our associate producers are Isoke Samuel, Allison Park, and Sonia Tun. Our senior producers are Haley Thomas and Matt Martinez. Our editor is Rena Palta. Mixing and sound design by David Shulman. Dan DeZula is our technical director. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. And special thanks to Katie Hinman. I'm Audie Cornish. Thank you for listening. Quality sleep is essential. And that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.